1: Mark Levin here our number 877-381-3811 877-381-3811 In the third hour of the program former congressman Rick Renzi will be on the program. He's asked to come on and we're more than happy to have him. He was one of the people targeted by Jack Smith when he headed the public integrity section. In the criminal division of the Department of Justice and this congressman former congressman has a lot to say about this And you've not heard him speak about it before So it's very important in hour three Welcome to the program Judge Cannon in Florida Judge Cannon in Florida made a terrible mistake She doesn't view it as a mistake but her decision will have a domino effect in many respects in helping to unravel this nation. I said before she needs to control her courtroom. The fact that the Biden administration through Jack Smith and Merrick Garland indicted President Trump when they did triggering a number of events including trying to have a full-scale trial during the Republican primaries and before the general election. Doesn't mean the judge should have gone along with this, and she did. Smith wanted the trial to start in December. She moved it to May. May. As our friend, friends at Breitbart points out, that date falls May 20th, After most of the Republican presidential primaries, which will largely wrap up on March 12 and before the Republican National Convention is scheduled to take place in July. So it effectively disenfranchises Republican voters because they can't choose, if they wish, a different candidate in the event Trump is convicted. Now, nobody defends Donald Trump more than I, and I think what's been done to him and is being done to him is absolutely horrendous. The problem is, if he's convicted, that they will use every effort they can under the 14th Amendment to stop him. But even beyond that, it's going to be hard to get enough independents and some moderate Democrats over to win the general election. That's the whole goal here. To interfere with this election. To re-elect Joe Biden. Joe Biden. That's what's going on. And the judge blew it. The judge blew it. AP reports the trial date is seen as a compromise between a request from prosecutors to set the trial for this December and a request from defense lawyers to schedule it after the election. No, it's not a compromise. It's still going to occur during the election. This is going to tear this country apart like nothing before in American history except the Civil War of the United States. Nothing like this has ever been done. And of course, the Democrats don't care. They're all for the country collapsing. Trump and aide Walt Nauta have pleaded not guilty to numerous charges of illegally keeping national defense records after leaving office and conspiring to hide them, as Breitbart News has reported. Trump, of course, has pled not guilty to 37 counts. There was absolutely no reason to hold this trial during the course of an election. None. This judge has allowed the Department of Justice under Merrick Garland in support of Joe Biden's re-election effort to take charge of her courtroom. Now let's play this out. You and I, let's play this out. 37 charges. It only takes one to convict the former president, the candidate for president, should he become the Republican nominee. Only takes one out of 37. That's why he piled on the number of charges. So you'll have a potentially a trial jury sit there and say, "All right, let's compromise. Let's get him on this count, this count, on this count, but not these these other thirty counts." The problem is, one count is enough. Then he can appeal. That process obviously will take a long time, even at an emergency level, even if he goes to the U.S. Supreme Court. So you'll have the Republican potential nominee for the presidency fighting for his freedom during the course of the presidential election. This will be the whole story, so he cannot effectively run for president of the United States. And not only he, but the Senate Republicans and the House Republicans will all suffer losses. Because regardless of how we feel, That this empowers us further to do something about. Look at your neighbors. Look at people who you meet. It's hard to persuade them to come over and vote. When the entire focus is on this. And that's exactly why this timing is what it is. And it's exactly why the January 6 charges. Are going to drop quite quickly too. So they can try that case in Washington, D.C. during the course of the election. Judge Cannon made a horrendous error. She's now dragged the federal judiciary into the election process. Now she, with every decision she makes, will be interfering in the election. Every decision she makes, and I would just warn her, it's not going to get easier, it's going to get harder because every motion that is filed by the Trump people, the media will be sitting there poised to attack her if it's not for the government. And in addition to this disastrous ruling on this reasoning, I would say to the judge, how the hell could you do this? Well, there's an investigation pending in secret by the chief judge in Washington, D.C., On a complaint filed by the lawyer who represents President Trump's co-defendant. That he was extorted. Extorted by the head of the counterintelligence litigation section, a man named Brat, B-R-A-T. Because if there's a finding that the attorney was extorted, the entire case collapses. Why wouldn't this judge in Florida, Judge Cannon, have said, even if she didn't want to put it off to the, after the election, which she should have, that I cannot go forward with, my, with the case in front of me until that is resolved. But she didn't. And you know where Mr. Bratt was this week? He was in her courtroom in Florida. Unsuccessfully arguing about classified documents and how they should be treated, he was in her courtroom while he's under investigation for extorting the lawyer who represents the co-defendant to Trump. And the extortion that's a, that's a claimed here, the accusal, is that he told the co-defendant's lawyer. That basically, if your client will testify on behalf of the state against Trump, you probably have a better shot at getting that judgeship that you want. Something to that effect. And so Judge Cannon is fine with that man being in her courtroom. And she's fine with making the decisions she made without that issue being resolved. She doesn't need a motion from the defense. She sees, she knows who he is. It's her courtroom. She has to protect the integrity of her own courtroom, and she's done a hell of a bad job of it. We'll see how it goes, but I'm very, very concerned, folks, that this judge is susceptible to pressure by the media, which is why the media keeps ramping it up. This decision is going to have an impact on the election. What she should have done, like the brilliant judge in Louisiana, Downey, has written a 100, 150, 200 page decision explaining that she cannot allow the government, under the tutelage of the candidate who's running against the defendant, to determine the date of the trial and the course of the trial because of their filing of their charges during the course of the election. That she cannot allow the mere filing of the charges to determine that she must hold a trial during the course of the election. And that would drag the judiciary into the process. That's all she had to say. And she could have written it up beautifully. But she would have come under withering attack. And so she cuts the baby in half. And when you cut the baby in half, the baby dies. Solomon knew that. Judge Cannon does not. That was a critically important decision that she made the other day. People aren't commenting on it enough. And it was a disaster. An absolute disaster. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. All right, we'll be back. There's a lot more here. Let me me muscle through it because there's a few other issues I'd like to talk about. So we're sitting here waiting for the January 6th indictments and then we have the Fulton County Georgia prosecutor preparing to charge Trump with racketeering charges based on influencing witnesses and computer trespass so she's leaking to the media now Um, Smith and the other thugs there in the so called special counsel's office they leaked to Rolling Stone the other day information that was in the letter. This is all damnable unethical conduct, but nobody cares. Like it's like this guy Joe Scarborough. I can only wish that he is subjected to a criminal IRS investigation. I can only wish that he is subjected to a criminal investigation from a US attorney who hates his guts. I can only wish that he has nowhere to turn for any relief whatsoever. And he and his wife face multiple felony charges, even though they may well be completely innocent. And then, then, maybe, maybe, the SOB will understand what's going on here. But I doubt it. I doubt it. Maybe if his life, and he's just an example, he's the latest foil, was scrutinized as closely As Trump's, we learn all kinds of stuff about him, about his finances, about his lifestyle. I don't know. I don't have any idea whatsoever. Everybody has quote unquote secrets. Some are minor, embarrassing, some are major, life threatening, freedom threatening. This is what the hitman knows. He's not a prosecutor, this guy, Jack Smith. In the truest sense of the term, he's a hitman. I want to encourage you to watch what I consider to be the best life, Liberty, and Levin ever. How do you like that, Mr. Producer? Ever. My executive producer there said the same thing. And he's been with me from the start at Blaze and with the Fox Show. The best life liberty. Liberty and Levin, ever. I absolutely want your opinion once you watch it. Obviously, same time, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And set your DVRs. You can set your DVR, can't you, Mr. Producer, as I understand it, to, to record it every Sunday, right? Yeah. Just do it once. And either watch it or don't, but I encourage you. We have Byron Donalds on as the first guest. Peter Schweitzer is the second guest. My opening statement's a little longer than normal. I do a complete run-through, explain exactly what's taking place. And people always say, we love your opening statement, or what we call monologue. And so I got up very early this morning, 5 o'clock, and I started working on it. I don't have people write for me. I don't have writers. I don't have... uh, What do you call those things that people read from, Mr. Producer? I can't even remember. Teleprompters. I don't even know that. I don't have teleprompters. I don't have writers. I have me. So I have to do the research. When I decide to really dig in, I have to work harder. It's going to be very, 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 very important because of where this country is being dragged we're being dragged into this hell by the Democrat Party and still Mitch McConnell is silent. starting to think I know why. Because if Mitch becomes a vocal critic of what's taking place, maybe they'll start taking a look at he, at Mitch and his family and their relationships with the Communist Chinese government. You never know. I'll be right back. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com.
2: Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative
0: media.
1: Call in now, 877-381-3811. By the way, everything the government touches turns to crap. Now there's a 13-week delay to get a new passport, Mr. Producer, or a renewal. 13 weeks. That's more than four Months. Why? Don't have enough money? Got all the money in the world. Everything they touch. Air traffic control, that is, airlines taking off and landing on time. Disaster. Disaster. The border, where they're supposed to secure it, disaster. Supposed to ensure sound money with the Federal Reserve, disaster. Disaster. Everything the government touches a disaster, and they want to touch more and more and more. Wait until the brownouts and blackouts start. They're going to blame all the private sector businesses and try and take them over. It's what they're going to do. Anyway, here's Joe Scarborough on the Morning Joe show. Cut for it. Go.
2: Then you've got these other people who are supposedly these IRS informants who basically get up there. Okay, and Hey, hold on, yeah.
1: pal. What do you mean supposedly? First of all, they're not informants. They're whistleblowers. You're such a jackass. You don't even know the difference. You dismiss these people, put their careers on the line? See how it works, folks? This is how Joe Scarborough gets a job. Go ahead.
2: Donald Trump. And when I was complaining, it was Donald Trump who was president then, and it was Trump's Uh, IRS and Trump's Justice Department
3: in 2018. Now I
1: hear this I hear this from our friend Jessica Tarloff I hear this. this is the Democrat talking point now that this all started when Donald Trump was President of the United States in 2018. 2018 Donald Trump was in charge. Now ladies and gentlemen these people came forward because they were blocked, not by Donald Trump at the Department of Justice, not by Donald Trump at the Internal Revenue Service. They were blocked by Garland appointees and Garland, that is Biden appointees at the IRS. That's what they've said, political appointees, and Biden appointees at the Department of Justice. Not Trump appointees. So when these investigations start, it has nothing to do with anything. What does that have to do with anything? And you better damn well remember that if anything happened to the beautiful, wonderful Biden family, while Donald Trump was president, they'd impeach him a third time over it. But this is the propaganda we're hearing. Wait a minute, it started under Trump. You know, censorship started under Trump. Yes, Donald Trump did not order censorship at all. Read the judge's 155-page document. Oh, yeah, maybe here and there somebody was dropped, but not at the direction of Donald Trump. There is chapter and verse of what the Democrats did, what Biden did, and then we're to talk about Donald Trump. These IRS agents have come forward, not because of Donald Trump, but because of what Biden's doing. Yeah, but you know what? These supposed informants, it all started in 2018 under Donald Trump. So they have their talking point. They don't want to know anything else. Nothing. And it was a Donald Trump U.S. attorney. I don't get it. That's good or bad, according to these people. But he reports to a Biden appointee.
2: Go ahead. And and here we have a document that, again that's that's complete nonsense, and you have Chuck Grassley going. I don't care whether he's guilty or not. We're just we're just trying to create chaos.
1: Oh yeah, that's Chuck Grassley. That's how he operates. That's what he said. What a liar! You know what document he's talking about? That form ten twenty three. Chuck Rassley didn't create that form. That form was created when Garland was the attorney general. Biden was the president. And it was created by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And you and I are supposed to ignore it. Ignore it. Don't pay any attention. It's nothing. Which is exactly why the FBI director was trying to cover it up all these, these months, Right? which is why he, he only released it when it was heavily redacted, right? And out today, finally, we get to hear the whole thing. Because it's meaningless, don't you know? According to the reprobate, Joe Scarborough, it's the best you can do, Joe, because you're coming off like a real jackass. It's the best you can do? I think it is the best you can do. Remember Eugene Robinson from the Washington Post? Trump's a fascist and all the rest of it. I'm sure he was persuaded. Persuaded by these two IRS agents. Remember he said Trump was a fascist because he wanted to clear out the bureaucracy, Mr. Producer. Now listen to him. Cut five. Go. The aim
0: of all this is not to connect the dots. It's just to throw out a whole bunch of dots uh, that don't connect just to throw just to try to connect to
1: what? genius. What are you talking about? They all connect to Biden. They'll just throw out all the dots out there and they don't connect to anything. It's amazing. These men said they were obstructed. That they were slow walked. That they couldn't get search warrants approved, even though federal prosecutors supported them. But in Washington, they blocked them. U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington. Blocked. The U.S. Attorney's Office in L.A. blocked. Treasury Department won't give the SARS reports. They have to go to the banks. The whole purpose of their testimony. The senior IRS criminal investigator. The criminal investigator at the IRS who was point on all this. They came forward because they couldn't conduct their investigations. He couldn't connect the dots. That was the whole goal. But there's a lot of dots and a lot of smart Americans that aren't buying your crap, Eugene. Go ahead.
0: Atmosphere uh, around...
1: uh, This this fool is not going to address a single one of the bombshells dropped by these IRS agents. He's not going to address a single one You know this guy used to, maybe still does, sit on the Pulitzer Prize committee, Mr. Producer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's a genius. Then we have Ellie Honig, the CNN senior legal analyst. I wonder what Ellie has to say. Cut six, go.
2: This
3: question over was what was the scope of David Weiss, the U.S. Attorney's authority? Both David Weiss and Merrick Garland have said he was given complete. Blank check. He could have. No, gone that's away. not
1: that. Excuse me. What are you, an idiot? Isn't that the issue? Weiss was in a meeting with six people. Contemporaneous notes taken by Mr. Shapley. Well, he didn't say that. He said he doesn't have the final say. And I have a question for you, counselor. Why even get into all this? Why not just appoint a special counsel? Is that authority? Period. Why, Mr. Honig? Why won't the Attorney General of the United States appoint a special counsel? Why, Mr. Honig? Didn't he appoint a special counsel months ago? The standard's pretty low, you know, pal. Conflict or an appearance of a conflict. What do you think? Think there's an appearance of a conflict? Go ahead. And to
2: me, those are two very credible people. David Weiss was a Trump appointee. He had Democratic Oh, he's credible
1: because he's a Trump appointee. Who the hell are you fooling, moron? How many more times are we going to hear this? Who does he report to, David? Who does he report to? Garland. And Donald Trump, yeah, yeah. He, hey, I know David Weiss out of Philadelphia. This guy's a genius, this David Weiss. I've known him in the longest time. Oh, yeah, he's highly qualified. He's on my political side of the spectrum. This is what they want you to believe. So I nominated him to be U.S. Attorney. That's not what happened. You go in there. You're green as green can be. You're the President of the United States. You got a thousand decisions to make. Deciding who the U.S. Attorney for Wilmington, Delaware is going to be is not on the top of the list. People make recommendations to you. This guy seems good. This guy seems good. So he appoints him. That's how it works. A Trump appointee. And so they want you to believe if he's a Trump appointee, must have worked in his campaign. He must agree with Trump. He must be ideologically uh, equal with Trump. None of that's true. So Ellie Honig lies to the audience at CNN. Lies. Go ahead.
3: Criticisms I've lodged against him has been an absolute truth teller, an absolute straight shooter.
1: How the hell do you know that? Sitting on your fat ass at CNN, how the hell do you know that? He's been challenged under oath, under penalty of perjury, by a civil servant, a senior irs criminal investigator that is challenging what garland has said and you sit there and you just mouth off that's all unbelievable i'll be right back much love If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. If you are running a sort of military operation, but on the political side, that is a political side fancied after a military operation, you take out the general. You would take out Rudy Giuliani, one of his one of his colonels. You'd go around and take out all his lawyers, which is exactly what they're trying to do now. These dark money billionaires, they sit in a room. This is no joke. Who they're going to give money to. They're not exposed for it. And so they set up all these groups, the 65 Project, Media Matters, all these other groups to do their bidding. The 14th Amendment group, the impeachment group and they put in, okay, here's $5 million for you, $10 million for you, go get them, this, this, this. It's the greatest untold story in America that nobody's put this all together. That we have these Democrat radical left billionaires using what they call dark money because they don't have to reveal themselves or the money they're giving. We're destroying this country. And they bought and paid for the Democrat Party. I want to play something for you. Jack Schlossberg is the grandson of President John Kennedy. He's Caroline Kennedy's son. I want you to listen to why he is now attacking his uncle, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and why the media, like NBC, are thrilled with this. They love it when family members fight with each other, except, of course, if it's a Scarborough or something like that, then they pretend
3: it never happened. Listen to this. Cut 11, go. Joe Biden shares my grandfather's vision for America, that we do things not because they are easy, but because they are hard.
1: I don't think you even understand who your grandfather was. Your grandfather would be disgusted with what's going on in the Democrat Party. He was a moderate. He was a moderate. And he'd be disgusted that his grandson is attacking his nephew. He'd be disgusted. Jack Kennedy, tax cuts. Jack Kennedy, build up the military. Jack Kennedy, confront the Russians. And on and on and on. Jack Kennedy was no radical leftist. Look, I don't happen to be a big fan. It doesn't matter. He was no Bernie Sanders. In fact, he defeated the Bernie Sanders types In order to get the nomination.
3: But let's hear it. Go ahead. Becoming the greatest progressive president we've ever had. Under Biden. You hear, added- that? hear that?
1: You hear that? So the grandson of John Kennedy is thrilled with Biden because he's going to become the greatest progressive president we've ever had.
3: Go ahead. 18 million jobs. Unemployment is at its lowest in 60 years. Biden passed the largest investment in infrastructure since the New So Year.
1: there he is, like a, uh, like a parrot, tweeting out... Uh, the Biden propaganda. But we have to get through this in order to get to the, f- the end of it. Go ahead.
3: And the largest investment in green energy
1: All right, ever. stop there. Let's go to cut 12. Same Jack Schlossberg. Go.
3: Instead, he's trading in on Camelot, celebrity, conspiracy theories, and conflict for personal gain and fame.
1: This is his uncle.
3: I've listened to him. I know him. I have no idea why anyone thinks he should be president. What I do know is his candidacy is an embarrassment. Let's not be distracted again by somebody's vanity project. I am excited to vote for Joe Biden in my state's primary and again in the general election. And I hope you will too.
1: Joe Biden can barely walk, can barely speak, can barely think. He's excited to vote for him. What have I told you? This man has the IQ of an orange juice can, but it doesn't matter. The people around him, the Obama Marxists all throughout the government, the Democrat Party in support of this revolution. What matters is these things are being done and with Joe Biden there they're getting done this is why they hate robert kennedy this is why robert kennedy's under the attack and so forth legal woes for president trump did you know that mr producer how many legal analysts at cnn and msnbc or anywhere in the opposition media the democrat media actually go through the abuses of power here the leaking that's taking place the corners being cut The interference in the election None of them Because they are The state media They love it They're ideologically Well look at this Another Biden top person A communications director Is now working Mr. Producer where? At CNN The spokes idiot for Biden Is now working at MSNBC You see how it works? I'll be right back
0: Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact
1: with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome back, America. You know, any host on TV or radio that doesn't spend a great deal of time on what's taking place in terms of these charges and everything is doing a grave disservice to you. Because to be talking about other things first, while this is going on, the destruction of our country and our voting system is absurd. Now they're trying to drive down Trump's ratings. Not with you they know you're a lost cause or not with others who support other candidates in the Republican primary with the so-called independents and others to make it impossibly distasteful to cast a vote for Trump. And this way they can protect Biden. They don't have to discuss the issues. The fact that Biden is unqualified to be president of the United States at this point, And is more crooked than any person to ever have walked into the Oval Office, let alone served. And so you'll get people, the reason I play Scarborough and his cast of crony, pathetic creeps. is So you can hear, this is how it goes. On the crooked side of the aisle. This is the way it works. David Harsani, PJ Media says it's now increasingly clear the feds were protecting Joe Biden, not Hunter. So he watches these hearings yesterday with the IRS agents. He says two veteran IRS agents with impeccable records have now testified under oath that federal officials not only slow-walked the Hunter Biden probe, but nixed efforts to investigate Joe's role in the family business. And though legacy media are conveniently apathetic about the developments, they're not even apathetic. They either don't cover it, or they trash these two IRS whistleblowers now. They seem somewhat newsworthy to me. Since we learned the identity of whistleblower X, Joseph Ziegler, a self-proclaimed Democrat who worked at the agency since 2010, told the committee that he handled 95% of the evidence in Hunter's tax investigation. Testified that throughout the five-year investigation, he felt handcuffed, hamstrung, marginalized, quoting from him. Ultimately stopped from moving forward in the matter he would for any other scofflaw. Ziegler wrote a 99-page memo laying out the case for felony charges, wholly consistent with the IRS guidelines governing charging and tax evasion cases. He maintains that every investigator and prosecutor, the case-agreed felonies were in order, and goes on and on and on, and he's right. Now, I want to get to more the matters related to this, but before I do, there's really no time to bring this up, but I'll bring it up now. understand this hate for Ron DeSantis. They really don't. Not just opposition, hate. Particularly by some of the people on TV and radio. Some of the people with websites. I don't get it. DeSantis' record is in Florida where I live a good part of the year is spectacular. He's done more than any other man, federal, state, or local to take on the Marxist revolution. I mean this. Not just signing a few executive orders or talking about it. Or, and I'll get into this later. But I mean changing the entire political culture in Florida, changing the balance of power in Florida, pushing through legislation to control what these crackpots are doing to our students in the classroom, our, parent, uh, our children, parental rights, everything you could want. He's done everything he can to secure Florida's borders from illegal entry of aliens. He's going after the drug cartels. <clears throat> Excuse me. His handling of the virus was really better than anybody else's. They're way ahead of the curve. I well, you know he wasn't always. Nobody was. Nobody knew exactly what this was. But he figured it out and dealt with it immediately. And he went against the grain, which is why he was under constant attack by Biden and Fauci and everybody else. By By name. He didn't institute an income tax. Taxes have been flat in this state. Low, certainly compared to these other places. So now we're going to trash the guy? Why? Donald Trump's a big boy. He's a friend of mine. A good friend of mine. He can defend himself. He knows how to conduct himself. I don't always agree with it. But why are other people trashing dissent? That I don't get. Now, Vivek Ramaswamy has asked to meet with me. We'll bring him on the program. I don't meet with these various candidates. If they're friends of mine in advance, I'll have a meal with them or something from time to time. But I don't want to meet with candidates. This isn't GOP radio. But I'm more than happy to have him on the show and we'll reach out to him. Some people seem ecstatic that he's... We have one poll, small poll, that he's tied with DeSantis for number two. Okay, great. Maybe he'll wind up being number two. Maybe he'll wind up being president. But why is that being applauded? I don't know a thing about this man. Nothing, except what he tells us. He ran a successful business. He's also very good on his feet. He's very charismatic. He's very personable. And he tells us all these things he's going to do. And when I get him here, I'm going to ask him, how do I know you're going to do all these things? You don't have any any record. I'm just curious. How do we know you're going to do all these things? They sound great. You're going to be up against the same buzzsaw as everybody else, including Trump was. He couldn't get everything done with the Democrats in Congress, with the prosecutors constantly chasing him, the media hating him. And if you're faced with that kind of situation, how are you going to conduct yourself? We have no idea. None. None. This is not personal with me. From all appearances, this is a very good guy. But clearly I'm going to need to know more. If I'm being asked to cast my Republican ballot for Vivek Ramaswamy, I've got to know more. Both substantively on positions and how he intends to get us there. I don't want to be sweet-talked, if you know what I mean, Mr. Producer. I don't want to hear auctioneer talk. I don't want to hear any of that stuff. And so I want to get down and drill down and figure it out. The Republicans who've been on this show that I'm not going to vote for. I already know that. I don't think they have what it takes under these circumstances today. And these circumstances today are dire, absolutely dire, And so I'm going to need to know, with some degree of certainty, and I'm not sure I'm going to figure that out, why I would cast my my vote for Vivek Ramaswamy rather than Donald Trump, or rather than Ron DeSantis, or rather than several of the other candidates. Why? And I think you want to know too, right? I think you do. Again, it's not an attack, it's not personal. I'm just I'm just seeing people slobbering all over on my favorite cable channel and some of the radio show. I'm thinking, well, what is this based on, actually? I don't know. I want to know, I want to learn. I absolutely do. So anybody who twists this, like they do with the grandson of John Kennedy going after Robert F. Kennedy Jr., they love the fight between the family members. This is not a fight. In the least. Vivek Ramaswamy needs to convince me and all of you that we should vote for him in the primary for our president. And I just need to understand a lot more. That's all. By the way, in hour three, former Congressman Rick Renzi will be with us to describe what it was like having to deal with Jack Smith and what Jack Smith did. To him, to his attorneys, what the judges did in the circumstances. How his case was blown out the first time around and he went back a second time around. How he conducts himself, how he leaks. Nobody wants to talk to this man. Why not? Why not? I mean, John Dean's everywhere. Right? He's a former convict. Now he's is he a legal analyst or whatever for CNN or MSNBC. I don't know. I don't know. But Rick Renzi has a story to tell, and we're going to let him tell it. Susan Glazers with The New Yorker. That should tell you something right there. And notice how the morning schmo brings on every left wing kook from every left wing newspaper magazine possible. These are his new friends. Because Joe didn't leave the Republican Party. The Republican Party left Joe. Right, Joe? You're a piece of you-know-what. Cut, seven, go. So I think, again, it does get to the heart of the matter,
3: but, and there mm-hmm. is a big but, you look at the calendar. Is the calendar that is really freaking me out. Uh, you know, there's no possible way <laughs> that this is going to be resolved before the primaries are well underway. Exactly. And I just think that's a disaster for democracy that we can watch unfolding.
1: She's talking about January 6th. You know, I can't even think of a legitimate criminal charge that could be brought against Trump. Now, they'll trump them up. Don't get me wrong. They, they've got all guidance of. I can't think of any. I can think of how you could twist some of them, but I can't think of any that would be legitimately used against them. Time will tell. And we have racketeering being looked at in Georgia, racketeering. Now, if you don't think that all these Democrat prosecutors aren't talking or their surrogates aren't talking to each other, then you have no idea what's going on here. The reason they're thinking in Georgia racketeering is because they don't want to bring the same case at the federal level with January 6th, similar type of case, that the hitman's going to bring. And I want you to think about something. 37 charges against Trump in the one hitman case. God knows how many charges they'll try and pile on in the second. God knows how many charges there'll be in Georgia. We know there's over 30 in New York. Now think about it. There's going to be well over 100 individual charges against Donald Trump at the local, state, and federal levels. What do you think the chances are that at least one of those charges will be upheld by a Democrat jury, Mr. Producer? That's what's going on, folks. And if they succeed, and he's the nominee for the Republicans, Joe Biden will get elected. Because they'll find some judge somewhere who will say that Donald Trump is no longer able to be president. They'll do something. And the most crooked man in all of this, Joe Biden, will be president of the United States. This is their plan. This is what they're thinking. I don't know if it's going to happen. This is their plan. The trashing of Robert Kennedy went on today and on and on and on on the usual networks. Here's Donnie Douche on the Morning Joe show. Joe Scarborough likes this guy Douche. Or as I understand, they call him the Douche, Mr. Producer. Joe Scarborough likes the douche. So here's little Donnie Douche. Cut ten go.
2: And I think he's not well. I, I mean, I think there's something, you know, you can He does this all
1: the time. So Trump's not well. Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s not well, but Donnie Douche, he's 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 well. He's okay. Maya Wiley, the civil rights attorney, does anyone know what she's done? Nobody has any idea. Maya Wiley. It's okay. She fills a void over there at MSNBC. They get off. Oh, she's on morning schmo a lot? Of course. Here she is with Caitlin Collins. Cut nine go.
2: What was it even even like to be inside that hearing room today?
1: You now know, notice the snarkiness. By the way, isn't she with CNN? This Caitlin Collins. Doesn't matter. They're the same. Doesn't really matter. Caitlin Collins has no ratings, but they keep giving her a show. And Caitlin Collins started out as a conservative, just like the morning schmo. Just like Nicole Wallace, just like they figure, you know what? There's more money to be made on the other side. Go ahead.
0: It's just a deeply sad and disturbing experience. And sad- okay, thank
1: you. Thank you for your insight, civil rights lawyer. We knew you would say that. That's why she was giggling when she asked you the question. So this isn't about news. This is about putting on these little drama shows for the left. They have no intention of broadening their audiences. They have no intention of telling the truth. None of it. Because if you can't tell the truth today with what's going on in this country, you're a worthless piece of crap. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service? And don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Podcast. And make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Remember, I have nothing against Vivek Ramaswamy. I just need to better understand him. So some people might say, well, Trump didn't have a record either. People don't remember what Trump did. Trump spent two years, maybe slightly longer going to Tea Party events, other conservative events, talking to conservative activists, conservative organizations, on his own dime, didn't get paid on speeches and all the rest. And he took something away from all that. That was two years before he announced. So you could see he was getting involved, he was getting active, and so forth and so on. And he gave that tremendous speech in Gettysburg that time, which was an unbelievable speech. And I said it at the time. That is a killer speech, especially if you're a conservative. So there are differences, obviously. And by the way, there's a lot of people who run, may want to run for president who have no background at all and then say, just like Trump. That's not the common denominator. They haven't done anything politically just like Trump. So I think we need to know more. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'll be right back. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger... Take a look again, just20 dollars a month for unlimited talk text and now 50 percent more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Podcast, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today.
0: This is the Octagon of Talk Radio, the Mike Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. You
1: know, I love that sport, MMA, particularly the UFC, the way Dana White has run that operation. When I know that it's coming on on Saturday, it makes my day. I love Saturday, thinking about that coming on. Now, obviously, I've told you before, I admire people who do things that I can't really do, particularly with their hands. Farmers and ranchers and bricklayers and plumbers and electricians and truck drivers, particularly those 18-wheelers. Even painting for a living. I don't mean artwork. I mean walls and ceilings and exterior. I don't know how people do these things. Cooks, waitresses, so forth. I admire all these people. So I go to this diner often in Florida. And I went there again today. I don't cook. I don't like cooking. My wife's in Virginia. Can't wait to see her and the rest of the family and the doggies on Monday. And um, I go in there and the waitress I've gotten to know, very nice lady, I'd say she's just about my age. I won't use the gentleman's name, but she said, I'll I'll call him Frank. It's not Frank. Frank. She said, Mark, you know Frank. I said, yeah, good guy. Used to come in here every day, she said. After he worked the night shift at one of the warehouse stores. he can only come in twice a week now. I said, what the hell is that all about? She said, "Well, again, I won't name the warehouse store. Uh, is not doing as well as it was, so they've cut back his hours." I said, "Oh boy, guys on minimum wage." And she said, "Even worse than that." And I said, "What? He doesn't do the night shift anymore, which means he gets a dollar and a half less an hour." These are people who are working on the edge. They need every paycheck. They need every penny. And I said, but what about Bidenomics? Everything's going well. He's getting all these union guys' job building ships that are going to build propellers and all the rest of it. She said, Mark, that might be in Washington, and that might be among the elites. It's not happening here on the ground. I can tell you that right now. Not only do I talk to people all the time here, regular, common People, she said. But I'm having trouble making ends meet too. I have an apartment. It's not even the greatest apartment. I have a car. It's not a new car. My insurance bill is going up. All the bills are going up. The gas bill is going up. I don't know what supermarkets they go into. She said the food bill's going up. And, of course, the gasoline. Well, I thought he said it's going down. It's up. It's up from where it was two years ago. And she lives off of a minimum wage and tips. You've got people 65, 70, 72, 75 years old. We're working 8, 10 hours a day. Some of them are begging for two jobs so they can pay their bills. If you don't go out there like most of you do and you live out there, but if you're in Washington and you're in a bubble in the White House or a bubble in Wilmington or a bubble in Rehoboth Beach, if all your talk about Lunchbucket Joe and Scranton, if you've never really talked to these people, been around these people. Engaged with these people. You. Then you just spit out statistics. Wow, look at this. This has been cut. There's more ju- Excuse me. You can blather on all you want. It's not the same as it was two, three years ago. It's not, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. The welfare state has massively increased because after pandem- the pandemic, they haven't pulled back. More and more people are on the dole. People who come into this country are on the dole, our dole. More and more people are on the dole, and then they hear, this woman was saying, then I have to hear that Joe Biden is trying to figure out ways after the Supreme Court. Very smart lady. I don't mean education smart, just smart. And she says, given $10,000 or whatever relief that people went to college because they didn't pay their loans, I didn't go to college. I don't have the benefit of being a millennial, part of the voting block. It was sad. so, I bought a uh, a certificate to the diner, Mr. do They sell gift certificates. And I handed it to her and I said, when so-and-so comes in, the next three or four times, you use this. Take care of him. He's a nice guy. And there's nothing he can do. He's stuck. Again, he's about my age. Works in a warehouse, at a warehouse store. You know, he's not a lawyer or doctor. He's not a commentator on TV. Do you realize how out of touch these Biden supporters really are? Who are on television and radio? Completely out of touch with what's going on in this country. And then these people have to hear. These are white, working class people. Not all of them, but many of them. We also have others who come into the dinner. Wonderful. Everybody gets along, by the way. Everybody. Black, Hispanic, white, doesn't matter. Nobody gives a damn. But for those who are white, to hear day in and day out that you're a racist, that you're privileged, when you're trying to make ends meet, do you know how demoralizing that is to people? The stereotyping? What do they mean I'm privileged? What do they mean I'm a racist? What do they mean by this? The Democrats have dragged this country into hell. Whether they target Trump or whether they target the minimum wage guy at a warehouse store. Whether they target Robert F. Kennedy Jr., doesn't matter. These are lousy, nasty people. Lousy, nasty people that are in politics to empower themselves for self aggrandizement, to get rich. They don't give a damn if the people paying them are communist Chinese. Or they use the law to steal their money from you. They hate you. The Democrat Party hates America. That's why I thought it was time. Let's be blunt. I said they're Marxists. Now let's be blunt about who we're talking about. The Republican Party has many faults, starting with Mitch McConnell, Lisa Murkowski, Larry Hogan, and their ilk. As many faults, because it doesn't fight back against this, and too many of them are willing to conspire with them. Not because they're Marxists, because they're cowards. Look at all the silence in the face of the tyranny that we're confronting today. The Republican leader in the Senate is absolutely silent. He's Helen Keller. But they're not seeking to fundamentally transform America, destroy our history, destroy our children and the nuclear family. It's a big difference in that regard. They don't preach Marxism. Even though they're Quislings, they don't preach Marxism. The Democrat Party, as I keep saying, is not just a party. It's the government. It's the state party. The media are the state media. You will hear the backbenchers and usual plagiarists regurgitate this stuff, but you're hearing it from me. All these indictments, all of this stuff is intended, yes, to destroy Donald Trump but to destroy the Republican Party. It's intended to monopolize politics as far as the eye can see, it's intended to criminalize any efforts to oppose Democrat elections, Democrat candidates. Conversely, if you're a Democrat, you take bribes, you extort money, on behalf of the cause, of course, we we'll look the other way. Look the other way. This is what we're fighting against. I want to rally us against this. I want to rally us to understand that the Democrat Party needs to be disemboweled. I think they know what that means over at Media Matters, don't you, Mr. Producer? At least the bowels part they know. Disemboweled. Before it destroys us. We have to unleash the same tactics against them that they're using today. I know it's ugly. I know that's not what we do, but it better start to be. Or we'll have two parties, but the other party won't matter. That's why we have people like Lisa Murkowski. Lisa Murkowski says that she would vote for Joe Manchin. People are hungry for that. She says, I'm talking to people up north. They're asking because, you know, I'm very close with Joe Manchin, and I brought him up to the state a couple of times, and he endorsed me. I endorsed him. I have no qualms providing my endorsement to a Democrat. No, she doesn't. Because she's one of their useful idiots, and she's bought and paid for by the National Education Association. She is their favorite senator, Republican or Democrat, Lisa Murkowski. Why? Why? Because they send their army of thugs to the polls all over Alaska, which is a massive state, to work for her. Larry Hogan. What exactly did Larry Hogan do in Maryland that's going to have any lasting consequence? Nothing. Says the GOP needs to be more like Reagan. But he's not from the Reagan wing of the party. He's from the Rockefeller wing of the party. The Scranton wing of the party. He's from the wing of the party that Ronald Reagan and Goldwater had to defeat. He's no Reaganite. That's a joke. His father was, as a congressman, but he's not. He was Mr. Compromise. It's the only way to get things done. You can't compromise when people are trying to destroy your country, Larry Hogan. Some things are just too evil. To compromise with. And of course he cares deeply about what the Baltimore Sun and the Washington Post say about him. The two most prominent newspapers that cover Maryland. And of course they're radical rags. Republicans cannot win if they become Larry Hogan. They cannot win if they become Lisa Murkowski. These are the weak, the weak links to the chain. These are the people who provide aid and comfort to those who are trying to destroy our country by trying to undermine their own party. Unless, of course, that party embraces Gerald Ford types. Complete loser. We don't need advice from Murkowski or Hogan. They're utterly disloyal individuals. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service? and don't charge you for it, this is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one, with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk, that also happens to be veteran owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L E V I N Podcast. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. You'll notice none of the media, whether it's the Schmo show or any of the shows, talk about how the Biden administration is interfering with the election. That this is a form of an insurrection that doesn't even cross their lips. Folks, these people would favor a brutal dictatorship. That imprisons you and me. And they think it was perfectly fine. The destruction of the Supreme Court. Perfectly fine. The elimination of the Electoral College. So the East Coast and the West Coast and maybe Chicago control the country. That's what they want. Censorship to make sure, you know, disinformation is not voiced Not by the government, but by you. And people who might disagree with the government. This is what drove me to spend over 12 months, night and day, on weekends and holidays to write The Democrat Party Hates America. Because if we don't wake up to this fact, you're going to wake up one day and it's over. And we're very close. I'm not going to candy coat this. We are very close. Coming up, don't go away. He's a congressman who was caught in the crosshairs of Jack the Ripper Smith, former Arizona Congressman Rick Renzi. And he wanted to come on the program and he wanted to tell you what took place. Stick with us. He'll be here right at the top of the hour after the break. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. One of the many individuals who were targeted by hitman Jack Smith uh, includes former Congressman Rick Renzi. And I remember Congressman Rick Renzi. All of a sudden, I remember he was charged with all kinds of things by somebody. A uh, conservative Republican from Arizona. Mr. Renzi, how are you, sir?
2: I'm great, Mark. Thank you.
1: Well, listen, tell us what happened from the moment something happened and walk us through.
2: I was uh, congressman for a rural district in Arizona, 50 percent of the landmass of the state. We were gaining traction and um, there was a lot of talk about me running against then governor Janet Napolitano. And uh, our numbers were ahead of hers in the upcoming election, 2006. Her chief of staff's husband, who was an assistant U.S. attorney in Arizona, brought charges against me, uh, wanted me to plead guilty. I wouldn't, Reindicted me, asked me to plead guilty. I refused, finally indicted me on 49 felonies. I fasted 49? and prayed for nine days. 49 felonies. I fasted and prayed for nine days. He offered me 10 months in prison and one felony, and I refused. Went to trial. We beat him on all except a handful. The judge allowed us to move forward with appellate uh, briefs involving misconduct. We go to the Ninth Circuit in Arizona. Arizona's under the Ninth Circuit, as you know, out in California and San Francisco. And the appellate judge, three judge panel, the chief judge on the appellate sweeps it all away and as we're preparing for appellate uh, brief to the supreme court the appellate judge mark orders me to prison Jeez. it turns out the appellate judge was the mentor for a clerk senior clerk by the name of jack smith
0: wow. we started
2: looking into jack smith in 2015 we've tracked him ever since 2000, April, 2019, we filed a formal 190 page inspector general complaint against Jack Smith and his key underling, a guy by the name of David Harbaugh. Now, when you see Jack Smith get up in the courtroom in Miami, or you see Jack Smith speak to the media, the guy who speaks to the attorney in the courtroom is a guy by the name of David Harbaugh. Harbaugh was sanctioned in my case twice promoted after my case, went to work for James Comey and helped sweep her destruction of classified material under the rug that's David Harbaugh when the heat came on he retires Jack Smith comes back from The Hague is appointed by Merrick Garland he pulls David Harbaugh out of private practice to put the hit on President Trump so James Comey's hitman is the guy speaking in the Miami courtroom to Judge Cannon that's James Comey's revenge. That's the guy who was sanctioned in my case. Mm-mm. What was he sanctioned for? He uh, wiretapped my attorney 41 times, covered it up, uh, destroyed... Wait, 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 wait. Evidence. So he
1: gets, he gets yes, a sir. warrant to wiretap your attorney talking to you?
2: He gets a general warrant, a Title a uh, warrant. Uh, For 31 days. And during that time, they knowingly wiretapped and listened to and transcribed calls between me and my attorney, all of which was exculpatory evidence. When when uh, when they realized they did it, they began to destroy the transcripts. And uh, and then they lied to the judge when it was discovered. So they were sanctioned. What did the judge do? He threw out the Title III wiretap and didn't even, throw out, didn't even throw out one charge. No fruit of the poisonous tree. None.
1: Now, this this so was we,
2: yeah, this was uh, Jack Smith's operation? This was Jack Smith, who was in the courtroom in Tucson, Arizona. And it was his chief underling, David Harbaugh. The two of them are the same pair going after the president.
1: And his chief underling we, was we, a confidant to... Uh, you're saying the former James FBI Comey. director,
2: James Rick- Comey, and worked, James Comey. yes, sir, and worked on the Hillary Clinton email cover-up. Yeah. Yes, sir.
1: It's a it's a Then again,
2: yeah, Go sanctioned it then. Forgive me, sanctioned again for providing knowingly uh, providing uh, false evidence to the jury. The jury, the uh, chief witness in my uh, case, key witness in my case was offered money using a secret DOJ slush fund when he was going through a divorce, when he was going through bankruptcy. Uh, he was offered this, this, this carrot, and he changed his testimony. He changed his original FBI 302 field interview and said that I would, had strong-armed him. And originally, he said I hadn't. But when he was offered the money, this little bit of bait, Then he changed. So when that came out, let me get it straight. So the government offered him money. Yes, sir. Up to what they thought was what he thought in court during, after a post-trial misconduct hearing, Mark, we had two misconduct hearings, seven years pre-trial. I fought them seven years, sir. So we had a misconduct hearing pre-trial and then post-trial. And it came out that he said the money would have been like winning the lottery, like hitting a grand slam, and he expected to be paid because he helped convict me.
1: Let me get it's to this no straight. Under, what, under Jack Smith, yes, just to, just, and we'll continue, but I just want to get Who, the appro- who approved this? Who approved this? Who approved it? This so Jack Smith asking. had to know that this wiretap was being used to gather information on you and your lawyer's conversations, correct?
2: That's correct.
1: Jack Smith had to know that this key witness that turned state's evidence, quote-unquote, against you, was offered $25,000 by the prosecution, correct?
2: Yes, sir, and he knew of the payoff scheme that was offered to the key witness. Mm -hmm. All of that led to a 190-page formal Inspector General complaint, which was swept under the rug, And then that led to President Trump pardoning me with a full presidential pardon after 15 congressmen came forward and supported and cited the misconduct, the malfeasance by Jack Smith and David Harbaugh in my case.
1: Now this is interesting. Do you think uh, at least in part that's why Jack Smith is so hot to trot to put Trump in prison? Because he pardoned you?
2: I think I'm possibly one of the reasons... I think that the president being a New York street fighter who's exposed all these sacred cows in Washington, Mm -hmm. Mm D.C. It's interesting. The the most powerful, everyone talks about pharma, big pharma being the most powerful lobbyist organization in Washington. But the National Association of Retired U.S. Attorneys is by far the most powerful organization. And they're the ones who send up their DOJ detailees congressional staff they're the ones who send up their detailees and senate staff both republican and democrat and they're the ones who kill any kind of sunshine laws any kind of oversight any kind of attempt to move the inspector general out from underneath the department of justice and make him answer directly to congress the ethics committee or the judiciary committee that's all killed by those guys
1: well, we've learned, a, we've learned a number of cogent material pieces of information from you. Number one, the number yes, sir. two guy, the right-hand man of Jack Smith,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, was mentored by James Comey.
2: That's correct. Mentored worked and, worked for Hillary it,
1: Clinton. and worked for James Comey and was part of the cover-up operation for Hillary Clinton.
2: That's absolutely correct.
1: All right. Number two, we learned Jack Smith. Was a clerk to a judge of the Ninth Circuit uh, and also. Was part, go ahead.
2: Was part of the attorney client, tried to, attempted to pierce my attorney client privilege, wiretapped my attorneys 41 times, was sanctioned, and has now done the same thing to the president in trying and being able to pierce is attorney-client privilege. It
1: seems to me this is pretty typical because they pulled this with Bob McDonnell, the governor of Virginia, too, cutting through attorney-client were, privilege. And then, and then they leak incessantly, don't they?
2: One of his favorite dark arts, one of the favorite tactical deceptions he uses is to leak to the media. Now, you, you'd say, okay, that's to taint the jury pool. That's, that's, that's a simple answer. What he's really doing is pressuring the judge on these pretrial motions. He wants to leak and make the president look as bad as he possibly can in order to cover up his abuse of the DC grand jury, in order to cover up the lack of candor to the court, as it relates to this basis of the crime fraud exception where he's pierced the attorney-client privilege in the president's case. I mean, this guy, these are American hyenas. These are political animals. They will do at nothing, all costs, whatever it takes to take down political trophies.
1: Now, he did the same thing, I think, that Judge Cannon in Florida, where it's interesting that all the media are now questioning her capacity to handle a big case like this because of her decision in the special master reviewing documents, you have special masters all the time reviewing documents, courts don't have the time, and they want to give it to an independent third party. And yet in her case, you had former legal, uh, a former federal prosecutor, oh, we've never done that, we've never done that. This is a very unique case. And so she rules the other day, I think yesterday, or the day before, we're not going to have the trial start in December as the prosecution has, we'll have it in May. There's still a presidential election going on. So by the filing of these charges against President Trump, the way he did and when he did, and the court bowing to this, we now have absolute interference in the election sanctioned by the judge. Do we not?
2: I agree. It's election electioneering. I, I saw, too, how they badmouthed her, tried to taint her reputation and you see her a little bit now having to move the needle the other way in order to show that, Oh, I'm somehow absolutely unbiased. I'm hopeful that the president is going to be able to take the attorney client privilege fabricated basis where he spoke and communicated to his attorneys in normal questions. And this DC judge, Judge Howell, militant feminist, then allowed the crime fraud exception, allowed the piercing of the former president's attorney-client privilege, unheard of. It's even more unheard of than the raid on Mar-a-Lago, Mark. If you think about it, the president of the United States, who, is, who has unlimited almost executive privilege, his attorney-client privilege is pierced based upon Jack Smith's presentation of a normal conversation that the president was having with his attorneys in DC, a DC judge does that when he realizes he has venue trouble, he then relocates the jury to Miami. And what I'm hearing is that he, all he did was read the DC jury transcripts to the new Miami jury. And that's going to be probably questioned pre-trial motion. Mm -hmm. So, you stack the charges. Well, well let me ask unethical. you this.
1: Let, let me ask you this. Yes, sir. You're a federal judge. No, you I'm know a, this attorney. I mean, but I'm saying, let's put our subs in her shoes. You're a federal okay. judge, and you know this attorney-client privilege issue is an issue, a big issue. You're the right. judge, and you know, according to another lawyer, Rick Renzi, according to another lawyer, they tried to extort him to have his client turn state's evidence if he wanted a federal judgeship, which he's competing for in Washington, D.C., a superior court judgeship, and he has filed a complaint with the chief judge, who's also an Obama point, who replaced how? It's all being done in secret, like all the attorney-client privilege argument was in secret, like it's some kind of star chamber. You're the judge in Florida. Wouldn't you say, wait a minute, even if you're not likely to push it off until after the election, I am not going to go forward here until this issue of possible extortion by your office is resolved. And until this issue of attorney client privilege is resolved to my satisfaction, how do you go forward with a case when those issues are out there?
2: I agree. All these pretrial arguments that you've just made to include the abuse of the grand jury process, by convening a grand jury in D.C. and then relocating it to Miami because you realize now you have venue problems. Those three, as well as stacking of charges, which is unethical, all that I think needs to go to the Supreme Court, all the way to the Supreme Court, pre-trial motion. Mark, I was seven years pre-trial fighting the government. Seven years, brother, fighting them. 49 felonies I endured. And we fought them all the way. So, I think the president, I think by setting the May date that you spoke of, I think it gets moved. I think hopefully the Supreme Court hears this and intervenes and brings some honest justice to this.
1: Let me ask you this. Yes, sir. Actually, we're going to take a little break and we're going to come back. They okay. throw scores of charges against you, the first round, they fail. As I understand it, then they throw scores more charges against you and they get a couple of the charges upheld by a jury. I want to start from there. I want to know what that was like. And you actually had to go to prison. You served in prison for two years before President Trump, who didn't know you. Pardoned you. Correct. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. You know, when you think about what Smith and this handful of uh, hitmen are doing, the idea that they're still working at the federal government, the idea they haven't been disbarred is really shocking. And what I want to discuss with the former congressman, when we get back to him, in addition to his own situation, what happened, out of all the people on the face of the earth to choose who have a legal background, a competent background, to serve as a special counsel. Why would they pick Jack Smith unless they wanted to take Donald Trump out? I will be right back.
0: Mark the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877 381 3811.
1: We're here with former Congressman Rick Renzi, who was one of the victims at uh, the hands of Jack Smith. And I just wanted to mention, sir, that uh, you're you're pointing out David Harbaugh. David Harbaugh did the closing argument in the Bob McDonald case. Correct. In which he went after the governor there. He did the argument, as you point out, two days ago in the Trump case in the court that he was a right hand to James Comey, right hand man under James Comey. And that of course, he's very well connected to Jack Smith, who uses him. And you're right, puts him out front as his right-hand man. And it seems to me the same people keep popping up here. Why was Jack Smith selected to be the special counsel of all the people? All the people Merrick Garland could have picked. Apparently, it was the deputy attorney general, Lisa Monaco, among others. She's a radical bomb thrower who recommended him. What do you know?
2: Merrick Garland, first of all, didn't even know who Jack Smith was. Jack Smith is in the hay, growing a beard doing uh war crime cases that the united states doesn't even recognize the court so that's 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 one year out from retiring to a six-figure job in some liberal dc law firm that's where he's headed what happens is eric holder's hitman is jack smith jack smith was a public integrity chief after they washed out and lost on the ted Stevens case they holder brings in smith so when they're looking for a hitman against the president, they go to Eric Holder, Susan Rice, Barack Obama, that's who Jack Smith's golden boy, bull- he's their golden child. That's the origins of Jack Smith. I've been studying him since 2015, when I was sentenced by the, the judge that he clerked for in the appellate court, who is Jack Smith? My attorney's like, who is this guy? And that's what we started to see. We see the, this this bloodline that runs to Eric Holder, Susan Rice, Barack Obama. That's the lead counsel. So you've got Eric Holder's guy talking to the press. You've got James Comey's guy talking to the judge. Those are the two hitmen against the president of the United States, former president.
1: This, uh, this is just so grotesque. It really is Soviet-like. And, of course, they have the media in their back pocket because the media hate Trump and they love the Democrat Party and they want the Democrat Party to win. And um, so he picks Jack Smith because he's advised by the likes of the people you mentioned, as well as a number mm-hmm. of the people internal there who are very familiar with Smith, probably familiar with this guy, David Harbaugh. And they know that these are hitmen. correct?
2: They bring Harbaugh out of retirement. I mean, he's He's done. Jack Smith is almost in retirement. He's got one foot in retirement. He's in a hag growing a beard. He's done. And so they bring these they, they, they put this team back together that are very professional and tactical deception operations, have engaged in prosecutorial misconduct, and a win at all cost team, particularly for political trophies.
1: Mm-hmm. And um you go to prison for two years. Right. What was that like?
2: You know, Mark, I'm the father of 12 kids, seven boys and five girls. Wow. So it's brutal. And, it's, you know, it's a small group of people. You think, uh, you know, you look at some of the innocent projects and they tell you 4 to 6% of the people in prison are innocent. Eh. It's a small group of people who really are. But those that are innocent, that are in prison, the number one reason there are that innocent people are in prison is because prosecutorial misconduct, prosecutorial malfeasance. So I'm in prison. I'm in there two weeks. I sit in the wrong chair during a Saturday football game. I get clocked in the back of the head. Fight breaks out. Break my hand. I'm bit on the side. I have a human bite that's infected, which you can't tell anybody. Otherwise, they put you in the hole. I got a, a good guy in there who treated me with lime juice. I get through the infection. It's lasted, you know, four or five months. And then my kids, they come see their father who's fought the government seven years pre-trial. And the only thing I could tell them is look, and this is, this is 15 years ago when the FBI had their own television stove still. You know, the FBI was golden. Efren Zimlis Jr. And the FBI, for those listeners who were maybe not old enough to remember, these guys, you, you couldn't say the FBI was corrupt. You, it, it was mm-hmm. impossible. And, and, I'm, and I'm trying to you know, explain my innocence. Look, these guys are corrupt. Wiretap my attorneys. knowingly sponsored false testimony to the jury. Offered a witness payoff scheme. This guy Jack Smith is corrupt. This guy David Harbaugh, they've been sanctioned. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, get in your bunk mm-hmm. and shut
1: up. Now he went after Menendez no, we, but, in New Jersey. Uh, And the 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 jury said, no, he didn't prove his case. And in fact, the jury said he took a bribery statute and he broadened it. And they said, no, the jury said no. In the John Edwards case, six felonies, which were preposterous over his girlfriend and and the uh, and the out of wedlock baby, putting them up in an apartment and uh, getting donors to help support that. And he takes the Federal Election Campaign Act stretches that the way Alvin Bragg has and says that's uh, in order to build a positive image. The jury said no, six charges. They deadlocked on five. And then one juror said it was one juror who deadlocked. All of us said this is ridiculous. Uh, So the the uh, public integrity section decides not to go for it anymore. You bring up the IRS. It's never brought up the Tea Party. He's the one that was behind Lois Lerner and the rest and gave the okay to go forward, targeting all these Tea Party groups and basically crippling many of them as well. He's got
2: his hands in a lot of crap, doesn't he? He does. I mean, without even looking at what he did in my case, he took the Presidential Records Act that you've been keen to point out, which is a library law. It's a civil law. He went to a militant feminist judge in Washington, D.C., Judge Howell, and got her to issue a search warrant raid on Mar a Lago, a criminal search warrant, using a library law. That in itself, in, in, in a venue that, he, that she shouldn't even be ruling in. And so that in itself shows how. No, twisted, I think in that expanded. case, he
1: got, a, he got a master down in Florida to do it. And by the way, no master should be handling a case like that. It ought to be a full fledged judge, don't you think?
2: When she was, true, you're right, when she receives the document, Judge Howell receives the attorney-client privilege communication in the document.
1: Yep, yep. She
2: turns it over to Jack Smith before President Trump has a chance to even appeal.
1: Mm-hmm. And then she
2: steps down as chief judge.
1: You know, you make a so great her, point there.
2: She issued that in secret,
1: the opinion, and left right. five minutes later, retired. She issues and it and turns retires. over turns, turns over it over to another and to community. another
2: Obama judge. Go ahead. And then turns the documents over to. Yeah, I know I agree with you completely. We're we're talking in agreement here. Turns the documents, the communication, the attorney client privilege communications over to Jack Smith before the president can appeal. That in itself has got to go on to the Supreme Court and see if that's if that's not abuse of power.
1: So I just want to be clear. I want to get these connections straight. Correct me if I'm wrong. David Harbaugh brought out of retirement. He's the right-hand man to Jack Smith over the years, and he's the right-hand man now. And uh, he was a, a confidant, a flunky to James uh, Comey, correct?
2: That's absolutely correct.
1: <clears throat> and he was in the courtroom two days ago uh, on behalf of... Uh, Smith. He's the guy that goes in and litigates most of this stuff. And there's another guy by the name of Bart, by the way. He's head of counterintelligence. And this is the guy has a complaint filed against him by the attorney for President Trump's co-defendant basically saying, this guy extorted me. This guy said, if I could get my guy to turn on Trump, that the likelihood of me getting a federal judgeship is going to be improved. Now that is, if true, extortion. Flat out. So we have that it's situation. A yeah. Right. So we have that situation. So what you're basically saying here is these guys cut corners. They redefine the law. They're, they're, one of the key things they do is to try and figure out how to get behind attorney client privilege, which means when you sit down with your lawyer and you spill your guts to the lawyer and you expect that to be secret so you have due process rights, proper representation under the Constitution, so your Fifth Amendment's not violated. And then he goes in and goes with the crime fraud exception. We have a right to it. And he finds the right judge. And the judge says, you're right. Then she retires. And in your case, they're wiretapping you and your lawyer. That's unbelievable. Correct.
2: And these are the same people. It's the tyrannical abuse of power. It is dark arts. It's prosecutorial malfeasance and who who's going to hold them accountable there's no accountability john durham goes up on the hill and testifies before chairman jordan's committee he doesn't really upset the alpacart but the only message he constantly puts through is no accountability no accountability unless we move the inspector general out from underneath the department of justice and direct line item fund them from congress where the attorney where the inspector general have to answer to congress on a quarterly basis Naming names of FBI agents, U.S. attorneys, assistant U.S. attorneys who've engaged in malfeasance, misconduct, corruption. We will never get control of this Justice Department. And without the Justice Department, we lose the republic.
1: You're 100 percent right. Well, uh, former Congressman Rick Renzi, I want to thank you for your courage, for reaching out to us. I'm very glad you came on the program and explained so much of this to the American people, sir
2: my
1: honor, Mark. All right. Take care of yourself and those 12 kids. Thank
2: you, sir. Take Take
1: care care of yourself. What am I doing, Rich? We'll be right back.
0: Mark Levin.
1: Sounds like you have this little cabal of mafia lawyers that Merrick Garland chose um, Jack Smith on the advice of, could have been anybody, Eric Holder, James Comey, other people that Mr. Renzi mentioned, Uh, because Merrick Garland didn't know who he was, but they recommended him. That is, the big stars in the Democrat Party recommended who he is. It's unbelievable, is it not? And so that's why this is taking place. That's why this guy has ice Warner's veins. He thinks he's doing one for the cause. We learned about a man named David Harbaugh as a result of Mr. Renzi's comments, who Mr. Smith brought back. Another hit man involved in his case, involved in McDonald's case. Very, very nasty guy. And here he was in the courtroom two days ago, in Florida in front of Judge Cannon. Now we know of another hitman. The guy's name is Bart. He's still at the Department of Justice. He's head of counterintelligence. Uh, And he was hot to trot to use the warrant and to have a uh, SWAT team go down after Trump. Uh, He's been very vicious and vile with the Trump lawyers, as a matter of fact. My friends... So much of this is in the Democrat Party Hates America. I want to encourage you, it's Friday night, rest of the weekend, go to Amazon, grab your copy, 40%. (laughs) There's things you're not going to believe in there, and yet you're going to love this book, and you will agree, I believe, that it's the finest book I've ever written. And in addition, we have a fantastic show on Sunday. We're going to dig into a lot of this with my opening statement. With Byron Donalds, with Peter Schweitzer, it is a killer show. The executive producer thinks it's my best, you know? That's his taste. If you can't watch it live at 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, by all means DVR it. We go to America every Friday in honor of you. Here we go. this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you can't watch it live, set your DVR now. One of the most important life, liberty, and Levin of my five-year hosting of that program. Please run over to Amazon.com. Don't trot. Run! Get your pre-ordered copies of The Democrat Party Hates America. We want to thank all the heroes out there, armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, and truckers. I want to say goodnight to all of our Ferry family members. Very sad. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. Good night, Joe. And good night, America. See you soon.